This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Praise God. Thank you, musicians. You just you know you've been touched. We've touched the throne room of God, haven't we, this morning already? And uh, God has more in store for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're uh, continuing our, uh, our walk, our amble through the book of Luke. And um, I get to start a new chapter today, which is great. And not only do I get to start a new chapter, I get 12 verses. <laughs> a luxury. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm truly blessed. Um, <clears throat> so one of the challenges when you have 12 verses is it's 12 verses. So that's actually quite a lot. Um, so we're going to be picking up on all sorts of different things as we go through these 12 verses. So I'm sure there's something for everybody um, as, as I go through this. So we're going to start out in Luke chapter 10, verse 1. And uh, we open up with this. Um, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Hallelujah. So hang on a minute, Brother Dave. In my Bible, and I've got my Bible open. There is a few people here that have a Bible open. My Bible says 72 people, not 70. I know, I know. So some translations have 72, some have 70. Um, The King James, the New King James has 70. I've used the New King James since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. So I have to stick with 70, but I appreciate some Bibles say 72. Okay. So after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others, 70 others. So 70 others. So who are the others? Well, back in Luke 9, the first few verses of Luke 9, Jesus basically did the same sort of thing, but he did it with the 12. And that's discipleship. See, discipleship is you're with your 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 master you see how he does things then you do him with him watching and then he sends you off (laughs) and that's the terrifying bit so 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 jesus sent off the 12 disciples um, and he sent them two by two into every place so we had six pairs of two going off and and here there's 70 others so the implication being this is not part of the 12 so there's more disciples that are being sent out now. So instead of there being six pairs, we've now got 35 pairs, or maybe 36 pairs being sent out, which is really exciting. But we're seeing discipleship in action. Um, he sent them two by two. Now, there's a, uh, there's a lot of wisdom when we minister and talk to people, in doing it in twos, okay? 
especially in ministry. Let me, let me just say that. There's a huge amount of wisdom in that. And sometimes you will see, when people come for prayer at the front, sometimes you'll see um, two people ministering, basically, not just one. Um, one situation I heard of, an example why you should always have two people, okay? Uh, there was a, we were, Sue and I were in a church, and uh, the curate in his church started ministering to uh, a woman who was going through marital problems. And he was doing it on his own. And that is not a wise thing to do. And sure enough, basically, he got into a relationship with this lady. His marriage ended up going on the rocks. The whole thing was a complete disaster. But when Scripture says they sent them two by two, that's the wisdom of God. And, and, and we do not heed his wisdom at our peril. <laughs> and uh, I've heard people say, yeah, but Dave, it won't happen to me. Well, my Bible says, if a man thinketh he stand, let him take heed, lest he fall. So, give no place to the devil. I think that's the wisdom of God. Okay, he sent them two by two, and he, he sent them into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So, what sort of strategy... It like, seems to me like it's like, like a campaign strategy, right? So, you've you, you got the main evangelist... A healing evangelist who's about to go out and first of all he sends off teams to go into the cities ahead of him. Now this is quite a unique situation you appreciate because this is Jesus who's just about to go. Um, but these people are going into these cities and they're being given, given very um, specific instructions, very uh, specific things to do. And we'll unpack a bit more of that as, as we move on. Um, so pioneers being sent ahead. So Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 2. Then he said to him, then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So here we have these 35 or 36 pairs of folk that are just about to be sent out. And Jesus, they're being sent out. So they are laborers going into the harvest field. And Jesus says to them, pray the Lord of the harvest. The harvest is bigger. And that prayer, that challenge, echoes through the corridors of time to us. Pray the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers into his harvest. That implies there's not enough people doing the work. It implies there's not enough laborers in the harvest field. So we need to keep praying and be prepared to be the answer. Um, but it's good to, 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 to look at what the harvest is in this context. Um, so back in uh, Matthew chapter 9... Uh, Jesus describes the harvest. He uses similar uh, phrases. My paper is going all over the place here, so just excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so, Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. And uh, the, the, the word often used here is literally being moved inwardly. 
um, like a, a physical sensation. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So what's the harvest? He's talking about harvest of need. So not only is it people that need to hear the gospel, it's people need to be set free. And, and we, we can be very good at preaching the gospel. We tend to be not so good at following up with seeing people set free. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. But sometimes we need to grasp the nettle. And sometimes we need to just pray for people and see them completely set free. Um, uh, Sue and I, we had a... <clears throat> I don't know why the Lord just put this on my heart to share, but I will share it. Um, Sue and I, we had this uh, young girl stay with us one time. I say young, golly. She was in her late teens, early 20s. Um, and at night, um, she would be almost dragged to hell. Um, we, we would be woken up in the middle of the night and she would be not pining, but crying. Not crying as in tears, but crying as in moaning. And we'd go into her room, switch the light on, and she wouldn't wake up, but she'd be just tossing and turning, tossing and turning. And I just started uh, to speak in tongues, and believe me, my tongues went supercharged at this point. <laughs> because there was obviously something spiritual was going on. Um, so it transpired that when she was a very young girl, she had uh, dabbled with the occult, basically. Um, and, uh, well... Seance style, do you know what I mean? Looking for spirits from the dead, and obviously they had obliged, and they had, they had uh, come in. So Sue and I and another lady, we took, took this lady through some ministry, and basically uh, we just got her to repent of being involved in the occult, and she was completely set free. So saying sorry to God <laughs> just unlocked it for her, and she was completely set free. But the harvest is great, and we need laborers that can go into the harvest field. And God needs them because the clock is ticking. We won't always be able to preach the gospel. All right? What can you not do in heaven? You can't preach the gospel. <laughs> we can only preach it when we're here. And when the door closes and Jesus returns, it's game over, player one. And that's, uh, yeah. So we're doing things. Later on, we got uh, Alpha, which is just so exciting. And um, if you're not participating in that in some way, then I would just encourage you to pray, okay? Pray uh, for the, the people that are involved and the people that come. And uh, uh, um, Richard sent a note out on Facebook. I know not everybody reads Facebook, but his exhortation for us as a, a body of people here at Hope is to pray and support that activity. So I would just you know, encourage you as one of the leaders here to, to do that, to support Richard and, and to pray. And if you're watching online, you're not in the room, pray, <laughs> pray, please pray. Okay, verse three. How much time have we got? <clears throat> okay, uh, verse three. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. This is a terrifying analogy. 
wolves eat lambs. <laughs> so what is Jesus trying to convey here? And uh, I think Jesus is warning his disciples that not everybody likes you. And uh, when we try to share the, the gospel or even just share love with people sometimes, we will be rejected. Um, and sometimes uh, there's people that will try to trap Christians. Uh, they will lay traps for Christians to catch them. Um, and I think that's something that we need to be aware of in this day and this age. Um, I know uh, Billy Graham, for instance, the famous evangelist, um, you might laugh, but what he would do is he would have somebody check his hotel room before he went to his hotel room to check there was no one hidden in cupboards or in the bathroom and there was no special guests. You understand what I'm trying to say there? So, you know, we need to be wise in this day. We are lambs amongst wolves. Verse 4, neither carry, carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Wow, travel light. It's really bizarre, isn't it? Greet no one among the road. So at this point in time, Jesus is basically saying to them, okay, we need to do this quickly, okay? You, we need to move quickly on this. We need to move fast. Um, and that's the, the, the message, I think, that Jesus is trying to convey here. I want you to stay completely focused on what I'm asking you to do right now. Now, later on, he actually says to them to, uh, uh, to take a bag and all that sort of stuff. And he also challenges them that they had actually seen God meet their need. Uh, in Luke 22, it says, And he said to them, When I sent you without money bag, knapsack, and sandals, did you lack anything? So they said, nothing. So they saw their, meet, their needs being met, which is astonishing. Well, it's not astonishing, is it? <laughs> but I bet they were astonished. <laughs> or maybe they weren't. Okay, reading on uh, Luke 10, uh, 5 through to 7 now. But whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. So I think this is just beautiful. And I think, um, I, I think we should do more of this. When we go into somebody's home, just to say, peace on this house or peace in this house. Um, even in, I mean, it's, obviously it's a cultural thing as well. Um, so the Hebrew word for peace, I mean, you all know this, is shalom. But that word encompasses more than just peace. It has with it the whole idea of well-being. There's a, a sense of complete peace in yourself. So you're at peace with yourself. You're at peace with God. You're at peace with the people around you. You're at peace with the world. So what a beautiful thing to say to somebody, isn't it? Peace to this house. Shalom to this house. Um, I think in, well, in modern day Israel, they, uh, they, they, they say this as a greeting. They'll say shalom. Um, seems to me better than hi. <laughs> I don't know if the Italian chair, what that one means, but anyway. 
Um, so, but they might say, to, uh, in Hebrew now, they might say, Shalom Alchem, uh, which is literally, well-being be upon you. So, yeah, Shalom Alchem. Um, to which they respond, Alchem Shalom, which means, um, well-being, um, yeah, uh, and on you, well-being, <laughs> and on you, well-being. Yeah, tremendous. But the, the scripture implies that in some way you can pull your peace back from this, from this uh, place you're visiting. And I, I, I'm not going to go there, okay, because I didn't quite understand that. So I'm not really in a position to share that quite yet. So in our next exciting episode. Um, so in the exhortation then, not going from house to house, and to me that seems to make a lot of sense. So again, he's just really saying, I think Jesus is saying, Stay focused, guys. Okay, I want you to go in here. I want you to uh, share this message and then move on to the next place. Okay, uh, 8 through to 12. Hallelujah, Dave. So whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, Go out into the streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. So two very different responses. And they, it seems to me that they do slightly different things depending on the response they get. So when they're received, it seems that they eat such things as are set before them. We don't seem to see a mention of that when they're not received. They heal the sick. There's no mention of them healing the sick when they're not received. And I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a moment. But in both cases, they challenge the people in the town. They say that the kingdom of God has come near you. And even when they're not being received, they still challenge the city or the town. The kingdom of God has come near you. So what is this stuff about receiving the disciples and receiving the message that they sent them? Luke 10.16 says this. He who hears me, he who hears you, sorry, he who hears you, hears me. So this is Luke ten sixteen. So this is next week's. So I'm just giving you a glimpse of next week. And Sue will kick me later because I think she's preaching next week. <clears throat> you stole my message, Dave. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, he who hears... Sorry, let me do that again. He who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. He who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. That's astonishing. We find, maybe we, we don't, but Jesus is connecting people's response to his disciples as their response to him. I mean, when Paul was, Paul was persecuting the church, he was called Saul at this point in time, and he was on the road to Damascus, and he had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus said to him, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Sorry, that's King James again. Why do you persecute me? Hang on a minute, Jesus. Why do I persecute you? 
Okay, but Saul was persecuting the church. He was persecuting individuals that he was throwing into prison. Yet Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? So this profound truth. Okay, when people reject you, when you're trying to share the gospel with somebody, they're rejecting Jesus. And when they receive you, when they accept you and what you're trying to say, they're accepting Jesus in a way. And that is just so powerful. So powerful. <clears throat> so what we've been looking at here is like in the context of evangelism. So receiving Jesus in the context of evangelism. Did, did the disciples not heal people if they weren't received? That is implied in the scripture. Okay, And I just want to say something for a while here. Um, I think it's in, well, no, no, let me start again. Let me just read this passage from Matthew 10. I don't think, uh, it was a late addition to my slides, but I just felt it was really important to share. And I'm going to share some testimonies about God healing people. Um, and I just want you to get a hold of it for yourself. Okay. So we start with in Matthew 10, 40. He who receives you receives me. And so Earlier in Luke 10, it was saying, he who hears you hears me. In Matthew 10, he says, he who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. But then Jesus goes on and he says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. So that's Matthew 10, 40 and 41. Now, when I look at scripture and I read about reward, I'm interested, okay? You're not? <laughs> Jesus paid a very high price, okay, on the cross. I want everything he's got for me, okay? <laughs> so, um, sometimes uh, we can be fighting some symptoms, okay? We can be battling something in our lives. And we know God wants us well, okay? And we, we've prayed about it, but we're not seeing a breakthrough. And in my experience, sometimes we need other people to pray with us or for us, okay? Um, and we need somebody to pray for us or for us who sees this stuff happen in their ministry or in their life, okay? Now, we are very fortunate, we're very blessed today because you can switch on a TV and you can see many different ministries. But people are very easily put off by what they see on the television. Okay? The guy's got a big watch. He's got a very expensive suit. Or whatever it happens to be, okay? So what we're doing is we're rejecting the prophet. So then that prophet can't operate in our life. So what God would want us to do is to see the prophet operate in our lives. Okay, let me give you two examples. Some years ago, I had a back problem, all right? I, I would stand preaching, and my back would be stiff, okay? And to try and move away from the pulpit, I would sort of have to start getting my back moving again. I was watching a, 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 a ministry on TV. It was a, quite a famous, not, maybe not so famous now, but quite famous uh, television ministry, an American, um, it would be very easy to sit there and think, 
I don't like the way he's done his hair. He's got a very, he's got a very big watch on. But it's, it's not a spectator sport, okay? When we watch ministries on TV, I want to encourage you, it's not a spectator sport. Participate in what's going on. And this, this guy, he just prayed for people with backs. And I, I just, I was sat there on my sofa, I said, Lord, I just received that right now. My back was fine, okay? Now, God gave me some wisdom too. So he gave me some wisdom that at work, my monitor, I work with a computer all the time. My monitor wasn't in the right position, all that sort of stuff. But my back's been fine since. Okay, more recent testimony, okay? Uh, 18 months ago, I saw the manifestation. Uh, I had this problem for about a year, just over a year, but I had a problem with my hip, my left hip. And um, it started with just a twinge, and it was getting more and more painful. I'd, I'd basically, I'd go on a nice walk. Nice walk for me is only three or four miles, okay? I'm not one of these 15K people. Um, but I'd get home and my hip would be quite, quite painful. All right? Obviously, I prayed about it. I was standing on the word, trusting God. And I was watching a ministry on TV, not an American this time, I reckon. And um, this guy just had a word of knowledge. He, he just said, There's somebody here, you got pain in your leg. And I thought, well, okay, it's not quite a pain, but maybe just sometimes at the top. And he just prayed for somebody with a pain in his leg. It was a recording. Okay, I was watching a recording. Okay, and he said, get up and try something you couldn't do before. I thought, well, I could always do this, but I'll do it anyway, just as an act of faith. And I didn't think anything more of it. That was 18 months ago. I've not had a twinge in my hip since. So I just want to encourage you people, all right? If, 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 you can't, if, you can't, if you're not seeing it, go to someone who's got the gift. And if that involves watching a TV show, watch a TV show. I mean, how badly do you want to get well? <laughs> do, do you know? And this was, to, I mean, the, the, the thing with the, the hit, that was like coincidence. I just, you know, I watch, it, watch this guy fairly regularly. And I just happened to be watching it. And he happened to get words of knowledge at the end, one of which was around legs and the tops of legs. I received a prophet. Prophet's reward. God wants you well, and he will find any way he can to get your health to you. That's the way I see it. And he will use many, many ways. So, but anyway, finally, just talking briefly about the message at the end. And this. So Jesus challenges his disciples that if they're not received, then they're the shake the dust off their feet. And it will be a mark against the people of that town at that point in time. And uh, Jesus goes on to say at the end of verse 12, but I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Now I think Sue's going to talk a lot about judgment next week. Oh, how exciting is that, Dave? (laughs) That will really fire us up, won't it? fire us up okay Um, but I think that there's lots to be encouraged by because she's going to talk about I think maybe she'll talk about rewards for Christians but anyway come next week and hear all about it but right now at this (laughs) sorry so so right now he's just saying that the response that these 
people make to the messengers is dictating what will happen on their judgment. Now, obviously, what it's around is it's around their acceptance of the message. But not accepting the people was a sign, evidence, if you like, of not accepting the message. So it's really, really important, obviously, that people accept the message uh, because that is what ultimately the judgment will be all about. So do we shake the dust off our feet? Don't have a clue, actually. (laughs) But it's quite scary, isn't it? Because it, it shows how God views rejection of the gospel. And, uh, yeah. So on that happy note, (laughs) so I've covered so much in this message, and uh, there's a lot there, and hopefully there's something for each person here to take away. Um, But I would just really, you know, just really encourage you in so many different ways. Encourage you about a two-by-two, encourage you about uh, supporting Richard and, and, and the other folks that are working on the Alpha and praying and supporting that in prayer. Uh, praying that more laborers will go out. We need more people. We need more people. And if you're looking for a breakthrough, you know, don't be afraid to switch the telly on and find a, a ministry that operates in a gifts that you can receive from. Okay? And what ticks my box won't necessarily tick yours, but... Um, don't view it as, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's participation that's required when you watch these things. Engage with what you're seeing. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, I thank and praise you uh, for just so much that you've talked to us about this morning. So many different things. And uh, Lord, I'd, I would just pray for each person here, Lord. I, I would just pray that whatever you want underscored in their heart this morning is underscored in their heart. Lord, maybe it's more than one thing, but Lord, I, I would just thank and praise you that your word does accomplish that for which it was sent. And Lord, your word does not return to you void. I just praise you for that. Lord's word has gone in people's heart this morning. I just thank you for a harvest in people's hearts as we each grow more and more with you. And we just see more and more of you in our lives and in the lives of those around us. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. Praise God.